from the Credit Union National Association. This is the CUNA News Podcast. Credit Union people. Credit Union ideas. I'm Ron Jost, a senior editor with CUNA News. Dan Stoltz became president and CEO of Spire Credit Union in 2010, in the midst of the Great Recession. Spire had lost $13 million and its future was uncertain. In Dan's first four years as CEO, Spire doubled its equity and then began a period of unprecedented growth. Spire's net income of $9 million in 2019 was an all-time high, the best year in the credit union's 86-year history. Earlier this year, Stoltz was named the 2020 Most Admired CEO by the Minneapolis-St. Paul Business Journal. In this podcast, Dan describes his net-giver leadership philosophy, which emphasizes that life is about giving rather than getting. Dan, how is Spire faring kind of as we're starting to open up? Where are you as far as service and reopening? First of all, during this pandemic, the reality is, is that we're all losing something, right? Every one of us are losing something, and it might be just connections, whatever. So it's been very, very difficult. But I would tell you from an institution, thank goodness, credit unions are an essential organization. And as I really look back at these last months as we've been beginning the pandemic and are into it a little bit more, I would say first and foremost was the safety of our team, our staff. But from a financial perspective and from a organization perspective and community perspective, we are having a record month in loans. We're having a record month in earnings before allowance for loan losses. We're opening up 25 plus checking accounts a day and drive throughs I mean, it's just unbelievable. So I would say we're in this little bubble right now. I think for all of the CEOs I talk to, it's that Q3, Q4, where we're not quite sure really how the consumer is going to behave as we move further into this year. Wow. So you're doing pretty well. Yeah, I would say we're doing really well. And, you know, I would say one of the key themes that I think talking to so many credit union leaders, I think a lot of us were really pleasantly surprised and overwhelmed how successful the remote access and the remote workers are really performing. I mean, Spire had within two weeks, I had over 100 people writing loans from their bedrooms and living rooms all across Minnesota, and we cranked out record loans the last two months. Any key takeaways that you can offer for people out there? First of all, I just feel like leadership, I've got a passion for the the topic of leadership, and leadership is truly tested in choppy waters, not still waters. So this is our time. This is uh, credit union's time. This is leadership's time. It came up with four C's at Spire. We said, we've got to be the calm. We've got to really be the calm for our team and for the members. Second of all, Ron, we said, we have to be care. I mean, our, our core value at Spire is two words. We care, the golden rule. So we had to show everybody internally and externally that we care. But then we had to be courageous. That's the third C. Is, I mean, we had to make some tough decisions that would impact us short-term, long-term. And then the last C was really consistency. But I would tell you that the, one of the biggest lessons is leaders need to be flexible and nimble. We all learn that we, uh, you have to learn on the fly and you have to move on the fly. I think also we learned that um, an old school leader like myself, I had some concerns about remote work, productivity. And uh, I will tell you, I think all of us are now really reevaluating our brick and mortar of our admin buildings, our branches, 
we were forced to get more into this technology, and it's really proving uh, to be quite successful on many fronts. You're in Minneapolis, and you told me you live right in between Minneapolis and St. Paul. Minneapolis is the epicenter of a lot of the racial unrest that we're experiencing and some of the lessons that we're all learning. What's the current state of emotions in your area as you're reading them? Can you kind of give me your take on it? Yeah, you know, first and foremost, the senseless death of George Floyd. I mean, such a mix of emotions are disgust, saddened, hurt, injustice. So it's a huge mix of emotions, as you mentioned, Ron. Unfortunately, that happened right here in our backyard. And then Immediately after that, I would say that there was some pretty strong looting and uh, burning of buildings. A police precinct was burned down. There was a bit of an unsettling feeling a couple days after that of kind of lawlessness. A lot of credit unions and banks had to really move quickly on perhaps closing some branches and looking out for their staff and safety. So your question about where is Minneapolis and St. Paul right now, I would say that the tensions are still high. But I would tell you that now I I feel like we're going through the more peaceful protests. And I will tell you, we have to be a part of that. And I've really come up kind of with three phases, Ron, that I really believe in dealing with this racial injustice is we need to listen, we need to learn, and we need to act. If you just act without really listening and learning, the act isn't really of great value. So I will tell you, Spire is listening to our internal staff. Is our culture for all people? Is our membership, how do they feel? And then we're getting in the community and listening and then getting some key takeaways and then being a part of the solution, Ron. And how do you think credit unions can be part of the solution? I think, number one, you first have to truly believe in your heart that you can have an impact. And we do believe, and I do believe the credit union industry is poised perfectly for these two situations, the pandemic. We need to get out there and show people we care, help the nonprofits, help the whole situation. And now with this racial injustice, we need to be a part of that solution. We need to be a voice. We need to get out in the community and find out where we can be an active voice. So I believe credit unions are poised perfectly because of our mission and what we're all about. You are always a guy who believed he can be part of the solution. That's obvious by your career path. Why don't you tell me how you got started in credit unions? So I um, graduated with a finance degree and I loved the understanding of money and things like that. So I got a job with a higher ed institution here in in St. Paul, Northwestern College and uh, University. And I was the CFO and I absolutely loved it. But um, higher ed, it's very historical. It takes a long time to get decisions done. And I'm an entrepreneur. I like leadership. And so I was starting to look for a change, but I liked finances and I liked improving lives. I love giving back. That's my passion. And so I was serving on a foundation, a community board. And on that community roundtable was a CEO of a credit union. And his CFO just left. And he says, hey, would you want to come to Spire? And they were about 500 million at the time at around 2000. And I thought, wow, this is it. I mean, a credit union, cooperative, giving back. They care about their members, but it's about finances and you got to bring business acumen. So I thought this was a great opportunity, and every day I pinch myself. I've been in it now for 20 years, and I absolutely love it. Ten years ago, the CEO left, and somehow the board gave me the CEO role 10 years ago. So I've been CEO for 10 years now. Credit unions are such a different business model. Was there a point where you realized credit unions were the way you wanted to make your life? It's banking with a heart. 
It's working for your members. It's working for improving their lives. Our mission statement is improve lives. So I get to improve lives every day. I'm not improving shareholders or anything. I'm improving the lives of our members every day. Our core value is we care. So every day I get to live the golden rule and care and the stories and the improvements in lives and things like that. It probably took me a couple of years to fully understand the cooperative, the membership format. But uh, every day I learn so much more and I love working for the members. I love what I'm doing and I love being impactful and influential. You describe your commitment as being a net giver. You coined that term, actually. Can you explain that philosophy for me? Honestly, you're hitting on probably my biggest passion in life. And, and I do believe that life is about giving, not getting. And I believe really strongly that to fully live, you got to fully give. And um, I always end some keynote speeches is that I believe in working hard, playing hard, and giving back to others harder. And so when we talk about that, and I've talked about giving back, I really realized that either you're a taker in life or you're a giver in life. So as I thought more about that legacy and what it's about is that we want Spire to be a net giver. We want to be on the net side. We're in banking, right? So we talk about net income, you know, net worth. Why not talk about being a net giver? So that's something that uh, we've actually come up with a mobile app we're working on now where people can give to their charity of choice. Inspire would pay that ACH cost so the charity gets 100%. Because we just really believe that that's our legacy. That's the difference. You know, our differences isn't what we accumulate. It's what we really give back and make a difference. And you know what? You improve lives. You bring happiness. You bring joy. And that actually comes back to you, Ron. And I just, I tell people you can't afford not to give back. The other thing too, when I talk about giving back, I always say there's three T's, all right? So the first T is time. We all have 24 hours in a day. Give some of that time back. Find some time and give it back. We talk about you know, a pandemic and the social injustice. Give some time back to that. The other T is talents. Nobody's more talented than anybody else, but we're all talented different. We're all wired different. So all these nonprofits and community, they're looking for other talent. So give back some of your talent. And the last T is treasures and give back some of your money. Give it back and make a difference. On the pandemic, when that came up, I really believe if you want to be in front, you can't punt. All right. So if you've got to be in front, you've got to step up. So Spire, within the very first two weeks of the pandemic, it wasn't in the budget, but we said we got to go big. We called it a Give Big Initiative. We were going to give out $250,000 to the communities and to those that are working because nonprofits were being stressed and giving was being depressed because consumers and businesses were hoarding money. So these nonprofits needed money. But it's not the $250,000 i am proud of, Ron. What I did was we had 20 branches. Each of the 20 branches got $5,000. They could decide where it should go. I have 20 departments within Spire, lending, collections, visa, HR, PR. They got $5,000. And then my board of directors got a pool of money. My supervisory committee got a pool of money. And leadership did. And everybody decided on their own what to give. We gave 187 organizations. And the biggest part was everybody that made those decisions called those organizations and said, we just want to help you. And it's all about helping you so you can help others. And my dream is that we just taught all of our employees that you can make a difference. If it's $5, $100, 
$10,000. It's all impactful. That's how credit unions, that's how we live. You believe credit unions should be part of the mainstream in financial services. You don't believe they should just be a better alternative. Can you explain your belief behind that? You can't sell a secret. We are an awesome secret. We got to get out there. And, and when I see community events and I see a banker's panel, a credit union person should be there. We believe this is the time. This is our time. We're on TV. We're on radio. We're on print. I'm on billboards all across Minnesota. We signed with uh, Kirk Cousins, the quarterback of the Vikings, sponsors Fire, not because uh, of money, because he believes I've been able to tell him the story, and he believes in the credit union philosophy. We're the, um, the official checking account for the minor league team. We do stuff for the Twins, Vikings. We're the main sponsor for the United, the soccer team. We are all over the place because here's the deal. We've got everything everybody else has, but we do it with heart. We do it with passion and we improve lives. That's a story that we've got to tell. And I want to serve my 125,000 members, but there's 5 million here in Minnesota I want to serve too because they need to learn more about what credit unions are and what we can be. And credit unions should just be a normal industry in the financial services always at the table. That's my belief. There are over 300 financial institutions in Minnesota, and TPT did a study and said, when you think of a financial institution, who do you think of? Inspire was top five in Minnesota, and we are not top five in size, but we are top five in talking about our brand, getting out in the community, serving on boards, getting out there because I'm proud of who we are. You're great at telling your story. Yeah, absolutely. There's a list of lessons you wish you knew when you were 18 that you love to share. Can you touch on some of those for us? You know, one of the things about being out in the community is you get a chance to keynote and talk. So one of the ones I like to talk to people about is I love leadership. So what do I wish I would have known about leadership when I was 18? So I'm just going to give you a three or four. So the first one is uh, my aha moment is that leadership is less about doing and more about being. So in other words, when I went to school, I thought I would learn all these tactical, strategic planning, how to make decisions, how to matrix it, how to do pros and cons. And again, you have to have that business acumen. But at the end of the day, you hire for heart, you hire for character. And you know what? You don't get a grade on integrity. You don't get a B grade. It's a pass or fail. So when I'm hiring people around me and hiring Aspire, I'm hiring for character, work ethic, commitment. Leadership is more about being than doing. The other one I like to talk about is be intentional with your life. I mean, there's so many times when people will get to retirement and say, what just happened? You know, here's one of my sayings. If you aim at nothing, you're sure to hit it, right? So if you don't have anything in your plan, you just go and let life deal you. That's not good. And I have a mission statement I wrote about who I am. And I look at that every morning when I have a cup of coffee before I go in the office. And it just says that I'm going to live my life with integrity and stewardship. And so I just make sure that I, I lean into my intentional life because sometimes we can get so caught up in work balance and other issues, but you need a kind of a, a north and you need to have kind of your own plan. I even have my own personal board of directors, Ron, because I do believe just like a business, you need people that can tell you, hey, you're missing it or why'd you do that or getting just advice. So live an intentional life. Leaders are people pleasers. We all like people to say, this is the most listened to podcast of all. 
Dan Stoltz. I, that's, that's what we all want. But here's the deal. You can't please everybody. And that's so hard as a leader because if you're going to make courageous decisions, the goal is to make all my members happy, all my staff happy. But sometimes you aren't going to do that. And you're going to get critics. And when you put yourself out in front, you're going to have critics. You just have to accept that. And so I do believe that you just can't make everybody happy as a leader. You have to try to, but you can't beat yourself up because if you listen to all the critics of this commercial, that, why'd you do this? You're, you're going you're gonna to stop doing those things. And that leads me to my, another lesson that I just want to tell anybody that's beginning their leadership is that failure is okay. Matter of fact, at Spire, we embrace failure. We embrace mistakes because failure is not win or lose. It's win or learn. Because if you're not trying to step out, it's not always going to be perfect. But when you do fail, look at that and have a lesson learned. I've studied so many leaders and there isn't one leader ever that had a perfect trajectory upward and life was always great. They've been in some really deep valleys. I've been in valleys, but you know what? Don't let that stop you. Keep on keeping on, right? So failure is okay. At Spire, we say failure is fine. Let's celebrate it. So those are a couple of things. You know, going back to that leaders, you know, you can't make everybody happy. I'm just going to leave you with a really quick story. So here's a farmer and here's a hunter with his prize dog. The hunter's with his prize dog. The farmer's up on the hill. He comes down the hill and he says to the hunter, he says, what's going on? A bunch of ducks fly over. The hunter says, just be quiet for a minute, duck down. He takes his rifle, he shoots, he drops a duck in the middle of the pond. He says to his prize dog, he says, go fetch him. The dog gets up, the dog walks on the water, picks up the duck, walks on the water, and drops the duck back right in front of the hunter. The farmer's looking at the hunter. He's looking at the dog. And again, he looks at the hunter and he says, so your dog can't swim, can he? No matter what, you're not going to make everybody happy. But you know what? Go after it and believe in yourself. But we work for the greatest industry, Ron. And I got to tell you, again, I just say that the sky is the limit. Take risks and uh, put yourself out there. But let's tell the story out there. Let's collectively tell a story. I got to tell you, I always tell my peers, anytime I see the word credit union on a stadium or I see any, I don't care who, we all have the same last name, credit union. So I call them up and I say, way to go. Let's keep doing this. We want credit union just to be mainstream. So when people are thinking about finances, we are at the table on all venues. Thanks for listening to the CUNA News Podcast. Subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play.